of you know, I uh, last year was diagnosed with renal cell carcinoma. I had kidney cancer, and, and uh, after having it removed, um, six months later, I came back for a checkup, and, and uh, it had come back. So I'm scheduled this. They, they took care of that with um, heat ablation, and um, I'm scheduled this first week of April to just get it checked again. Um, so I wanted to give you a little backstory of where I was and where I am now. Um, April of 2021, my older brother, Dwayne, uh, went home to be with the Lord. Um, it's great news. Uh, uh, he put his faith in Christ um, December of 2020. Um, late at night, we saw it posted on Facebook and uh, talked to him the next day at dinner. And uh, so in knowing this, I'm still finite and I miss him terribly. And, and it, was a, it was a hard time. And um, in between that grief, we were moving his belongings from his home to our home and just life in general. So I was pretty much on somewhat of autopilot. Um, I was leaning more on myself and others rather than God. And I was being disobe disobedient to the Lord in the process. On February 22nd of 2022, I went to the ER. I was having some abdomen and back pain pretty massively. And um, they did some blood work and confirmed I had pancreatitis. Uh, my triglycerides were extremely high, and which in turn inflamed my pancreas. And uh, a few too many carbs and alcohol facilitated in my hospital stay. After the doctor confirmed through blood work that I had pancreatitis, he suggested a CT scan. And he was kind of like, we don't really need to do this, but thought it would just cement the diagnosis. So shortly after that, the PA came in and told me that the CT scan showed pancreatitis as well. And she said that they discovered a 3.5 to 4 centimeter lesion on my lower part of my kidney. She said it was more than likely cancer and that I needed to follow up with my primary doctor ASAP. Uh, so at that point I was pretty hopped up on pain medication so my reply was just simply okay so we'll deal with one thing at a time. And uh, a week and what seemed like more after having the biopsy Heather and I were actually at Justin Rachel's home for dinner and we hadn't been there no more than 15 minutes when my doctor called and, um, yeah, and confirmed that. Did you hear it? Yeah. Did you hear it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Pardon me. No, it's all right. <laughs> so, I'm good, man. No, I'm good. I'm just amazed that I don't have to have these on. People just come up and they just start running around. That's all right. That's good to know. I'm just amazed I haven't used these yet, so that's pretty good. Uh, so... Anyway, we hadn't been there more than 15 minutes, and we got the call from my doctor, and he, in fact, said I had kidney cancer, and I believe that God wanted my full attention, and yeah, he had it. So I remember one of the many thoughts in my head at that very moment was, well, the conversation at dinner should be interesting. Um, so I, I prayed to God to uh, take it from me. And it wasn't because I was scared or riddled with anxiety. I mean, obviously, I was a bit nervous, but more so just about being cut open and just, just it being there in general. So I asked God to take it from me, and I asked him to heal me and to have a testimony. 
to have the doctors go in and go, wow, it's gone, you know? Um, so the Lord had other plans. Um, after seven hours of surgery, the doctor removed the cancer, and he set an appointment for six months, six months later. And during that six months, I continued to allow alcohol to have its stronghold on me. I prayed daily, and this along with food as well. It wasn't so much, you know, bad food as it was, just a lot. Um, sneaking rice at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, just up and, and grieving. Um, I prayed daily that I would have no reoccurrence on my next checkup of cancer in or around my kidney. And a week before the checkup, I had a CT scan, and Heather and I met with um, the cancer doctor, and he came in, shook my hand, shook Heather's hand, he sat down and looked at me and said, it's back. He said, it's smaller than the last. Um, it has its own blood source, and it's just above where he had cut the other out. Um, it was about 1.6 centimeters, and he said that grew relatively quick in that six months. So God once again had my attention, and I wasn't angry. I was just more or less frustrated. Um, I had many talks with Jesus. I would tell him that I was so close. I, I remember saying this for three years, just so close to kicking this stronghold, and it had it, it really taken hold of me when Dwayne passed. Um, and I was taking care of things, but I mean, just I, a lot of it, I just, just floating along. Um, but I asked him to give me strength to overcome. And uh, I think of, uh, this was a verse <laughs> running through my mind quite often, Matthew 18, 21 and 22. Um, it's still runs through my head. It's when Peter um, said to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times. 77 times. This verse has been interpreted as it could be 70 times seven or just 77 times. Either way, I believe what Jesus was trying to convey to Peter was to forgive one another infinite, you know, infinitely. So, um, so I said, Jesus, Jesus, I have a feeling I'm close to the 490 of the 70 times 7. <laughs> and however, if it's 77 times of forgiveness, I think I pretty much crushed that. So, um, so the choices at that time were to either have heat ablation, cryoablation, or removal of the kidney altogether, if in fact they could not freeze or burn it safely without damaging the surrounding areas. So we made the decision to go with the heat ablation. And uh, almost two weeks after finding out, we had a phone consult with the doctor who would be performing that heat ablation. And uh, we were blessed that uh, they had a cancellation. So he was going to be able to do it the next day after the phone consult. So this is all in a two-week span that I realized I have it again. And the day before, um, uh, we're having the consult. So he had to make sure it was safe. In other words, it had to been um, uh, a few more surgeons in there to help him make the decision of whether it was safe to do it and how to go about it. So they called back that night. The appointment was set for the next day. And when the appointment was made, everything just kind of shut off. Like, I didn't have any urge to drink. I had no, I had no urge. It was just gone. And um, I went into our pod room. I call it the pod room. We have a float pod 
and it's very quiet in there and comfortable. And uh, I prayed to God on my hands and knees, uh, literally on my hands and knees, asking him to forgive me for my disobedience, my drunkardness, and all the sin that came with it, and asked him to take the cancer away from me and give me a testimony to share, to glorify him, and to encourage others. I said, Lord, it's your will, <laughs> and if it's not, then help me understand where I need to be. I needed to know where I needed to be, whether this was going to hang out or not. And I wanted to be obedient to the Lord, and I just wanted to lay all the mess at his feet. So I got to the hospital, and they had me all hooked up, getting ready to knock me out, and the doctor came in to just go over everything with me. And he mentioned that they wanted to do a biopsy on, on uh, the cancer. He thought it was overkill. There was no need to. Um, but he said, I'm going to be in there anyway, so I'll do it, because after I burn it, I can't do a biopsy. We won't know anything at that point. So I wake up. I'm in the hospital. I'm only supposed to stay just overnight. And around 2 in the morning, I had some massive heartburn. It felt like heartburn. And uh, they were giving me Tums and doing this and that and the other. And it got worse to the point where they had to give me pain medicine. That was just a, it was excruciating pain. And didn't know what was going on. We thought maybe it was maybe from the gas from that they used to knock me out. We didn't know. And uh, so they immediately did blood work and a CT scan to rule out any bleeding of my kidney. And uh, once again, I had pancreatitis. So, so I'm in there. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever had pancreatitis, but I will tell you from experience, it is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it is good stuff. If you want to wake up, if you want to examine yourself, Pancreatitis will help that along. Um, so four days go by. I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm ready to go home. And uh, the attending doctor comes in and uh, asks how I was. And, and I told him, and he, he says, well, I want to I press on your stomach. I realize you want to leave today, so I just want to press on your stomach, see how you're feeling. So I lay back, and he's pressing on my stomach, and, and kind of inquisitively, he's like, Mr. Ingram, I said, yeah, and he says, uh, has your doctor been in and talked to you about your biopsy results or anything? And I said, I, I, I thought he meant after they burned it. I thought maybe they burned it, and while I was still under, they clipped some off and sent it off. And he says, no, 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 no. He says, I'm talking about before the procedure. And I said, no. And he goes, it was negative. You, did, you don't have cancer. And I said, uh, <laughs> God, that's great. I said, uh, okay, I had cancer two weeks ago, and he says, I know, you don't now. And he sounded confused. He, he sounded confused. I knew in that moment, uh, God healed me. I, I knew it in that moment, but the real truth of it is my next fleshy thought was, why the pancreatitis? Why all the pain? Why the extra stay? Why, why, why? You know, just the whining. Ah, so, did this even need to happen to begin with? And judging by my triglyceride numbers, I found out later, I'd say I needed to be there. So, all this and just such, excuse me, all this and such a work, uh, they didn't even have to do the CAT scan of the first cancer I had, but they did, and they found it. God just working, working this whole entire time. 
and uh, they um, triglycerides. I needed to stay there. I needed to have that pancreatitis. I needed to stay there to get my triglycerides in, in order. This is all just stemming from eating too much and drinking. That was it. When Heather picked me up that day, I told her the news and her thoughts were very similar to mine. We were both amazed and confused. Um, we drove home trying to make sense of what we already knew God had his hand in. But Heather and I had questions. We called and left a message with the cancer doctor to call us back. And um, I wrote down his um, message. We missed the call. And uh, he said, hello, Randy. This is Dr. Grecius. I just wanted you to know that the pathology of whatever that lesion was came back and did not show any cancer. Now, this is the doctor that said it's cancer. It showed only inflammation and scarring, which is okay, excellent. So anyway, it did not show any cancer. I hope you're doing fine. I hope everything will be over and forgotten and you will live happily ever after. So, <laughs> it's good, it's good, it was a good message. I, um, but there was so many pauses in it, so much confusion. There was just so much confusion and in his voice. And I remember Heather listening to it and we're like, what is he? He's not getting this something there. So he called back later and talked to Heather and I and he explained to us that with my situation, having had cancer removed from my kidney six months prior and given the location, which it was literally just above, um, and, uh, and uh, that it had its own blood source. They compared it to the original image from the prior growth and a team of radiologists and three surgeons confirmed it was reoccurring renal cell carcinoma. There was no reason to biopsy, it was cancer. The protocol is to remove the cancer, and we asked him who ordered the biopsy, and he says, I did. He said, uh, it wasn't needed, and it's not something we do, but he said, what the heck? It seemed there was no reasoning as to why he thought to go ahead with something that he normally would never do again. God is working in this moment. The whole time he's ahead of me and just working. After the phone call, Heather and I pretty much at the same time got it. We had hands in the air and we just, thank you, Jesus. And uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So um, <clears throat> Heather at that moment felt God told her something. And she said, don't you see, Randy, the biopsy needed to happen or there would be no testimony. And you needed to endure that pain from the pancreatitis. Your triglycerides were out of this world. Um, and uh, it needed to be addressed. And she said, you had to suffer a bit for the glory of God. She's wicked smart. <laughs> She's wicked smart. She... I would also add that the doctor said the biopsy showed inflammation and scarring. Um, there was inflammation and scarring on cancer before they even burned it, according to the biopsy. And uh, before any procedure was performed, the biopsy showed inflammation and scarring. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I'm certain that scarring of any type indicates healing. I mean, I'm no doctor. But the definition of a scar is a growth of tissue 
marking the spot where skin has healed after an injury. After an injury. Another, God is working. There was scarring. They didn't see scarring before, and there was scarring on it, and it hadn't even been touched. God worked a miracle in my life, um, and I know there's, he's worked miracles in many lives, and, and I've never had anything like this happen to me. I've had answered prayers, but this just, this was amazing. I have a testimony to share now, and this testimony will be used to glorify God, and I pray it will give people who hear it some encouragement as well. Um, these bodies are breaking down. My upcoming CT scan may show something, and it may not, but I do know one thing for sure. We serve a mighty God who answers prayers and wants the best for us, and I could not have done it without him and his almighty power. God is good, amen. amen. God is so good. Ah, Christian, if you're struggling today with any type of stronghold, even if you're here today, you don't know Christ, and you're struggling with any type of stronghold in your life and continue to give in and go back, or maybe you just want to give up, understand this. God will never give up on you, ever. And when you know that, when you truly know that and get out of the way, He will strengthen you, and he will fight alongside of you all the way. The Christian life is difficult. The enemy is looking for ways to destroy our fervor, to entice us to be unfaithful to God, and to ultimately destroy us. In Ephesians, Paul finishes his letter to the church of Ephesus with encouragement to be strong, and that strength comes from wearing God's truth, righteousness, and salvation like armor. Put on the full armor of God and take your stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6.11 tells us. I want to thank Scott for allowing me to share this, and I want to thank you all for listening. And I also want to thank you all for the prayers, because I know many of you prayed, and I haven't had a chance to really compartmentalize all this to be able to, to um, thank you enough for the prayers. Um, and... Uh, it's coming along now, so <laughs> very, very blessed to be sharing this with you. So uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this new day. I want to thank you for your son, Jesus. I want to thank you for bearing the sins, Jesus, of the world on that cross. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for answering prayers. Thank you for healing. Thank you for not healing. Thank you for your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace, and your patience. Your patience, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for this church and this church family. Bless Scott this morning as he delivers the word. Whatever happens after this, <laughs> help us, Father, to understand and retain your words and use them on our daily walk for your glory and to encourage others. I pray for those who are struggling with strongholds of any kind. We know what we need and we don't at the same time. We know we need you, but often we believe 
we can overcome on our own accord. We need you, Lord, always. We need you. And I ask, Father, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, Jesus, that they'll, they'll come to know you, to have a relationship with you. I pray that they'll come to know you today. Anyone in our families, our circle of friends, anyone in this world that doesn't know you, Jesus, I pray that this will be the hour that they come to know you. Reveal yourself to them, almighty God. We love you and praise you. And we ask all this in Jesus' precious name, our King. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you.